Welcome back to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We're Pete and Stacy, Stacy and Pete, and we're here for the beers. Just kidding. <laughs> we're here to bring cheer. <laughs> and for the beers. <laughs> here for the beers. Here for the beers. Liverpool John. <laughs> <laughs> Little inside joke. Inside joke. With the fam. Yeah. Uh, week in review. I feel like it had to be mentioned. Now, when this episode releases, it'll be a couple weeks from now. Mm-hmm. But Yesterday was, in fact, April 8th, Rex Manning Day. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Hello, baby. I, of course, made a post about it, and it blew up on Instagram and TikTok. So many people commenting their favorite quotes and moments from the movie. It just makes me so happy to know that so many people love my favorite 90s movie as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Even last week, our niece was over here because I was doing, I'm going to do her hair and makeup for prom and I was we were doing a trial run and we were watching movies while we were doing it and she wanted to put on Empire Records, which she, did. she watched because I suggested it to her mm-hmm. a while back and she loved it. And we also watched Almost Famous because I told her that was my, I would say Almost Famous is my all-time favorite movie, period. Empire Records is my favorite 90s movie. Yeah. And up there on favorite movies of all time. But she had never seen Almost Famous, so we watched that along with my sister. How did that go? Because I walked out at a certain point in the movie. I was busy playing Elden Ring. I couldn't be bothered to watch (laughs) movies. It looked like you guys were having a lot of fun watching it. was a lot of fun. She said she liked it. It was an extended version of the movie, too, so there were a lot of scenes in it that I didn't originally know. Anyway, proud aunt moment for sure. But interesting fact, I just looked up why April 8th is Rex Manning Day because the movie came out in September right. of 95. And Ethan Embry confirmed on Twitter that the reason they chose April 8th is because that is the day that Kurt Cobain was found. And so it was kind of a way to commemorate how the 90s lost its lead musical voice. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. It is interesting. I mean, Rex Manning is nothing like Kurt Cobain, but maybe it's like a way to kind of spread joy a little bit. Yeah, on a on a not joyful day. Right. It's, it's a fun way to commemorate something on that day. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, even though, I mean, it, it is sad, but, you know, I also, of course, did a post on April 5th, which is I didn't realize not only the day that Kurt died, obviously they found him a few days later, but mm-hmm. then... Also, that's the day that Lane Staley died. Yeah, I don't know in 2002. how. I didn't know that that was the same day. Now, it could be because, again, I think that he wasn't found for weeks. Yeah. But they determined that it was also on April 5th. Oh, so sad. I know. Two huge musical icons. Yeah. Anyway, so back to my niece a little bit. We had previously talked about teen bedrooms and what they were like in the 80s and 90s and how they've changed or if they've changed Yes. now. So we asked our niece while she was over here what her bedroom's like because I haven't been over there. And well, I've like I've been there a little bit, but I haven't like been up in her room yeah. to see what it's like now. And she was telling us, but she also sent me pictures of what her room looks like now. And I'm very impressed. It's all decked out almost the exact same way, but with a modern feel. Yes, it's not magazine cutouts, but it's like there are like posters and pictures. And she takes actually because she loves she is collecting vinyl records 
and she takes the liner notes and hangs them on her wall. Ah. And she also has like drawings that she's done and puts those up and like actual records that she's painted on, things like that. They're all like lined up. It's very creative what she's done with her room. And also Mary Beth, who's a listener, sent me pictures of her daughter's room, who's also 16. Mm -hmm. She had like a lot of anime posters up and drawings and cool things like that. So, I mean, they do still, teenagers do still get creative. It's just slightly different. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yes. Which made me happy. It makes me happy too to like see her room Mm -hmm. and to know that there's other rooms just like that. I don't know why I like the thought of that. I don't know. Do they still have like trapper keepers? Are they still decorating said trapper keepers if they still have them? That was such a big thing for me. Yeah. Because I didn't do as much in my bedroom. I just had football player posters and maybe a couple movie posters on the wall. It wasn't anything to like your level. Mm -hmm. But with my books and like with my school books and with my trapper keepers, I would deck those out. Your books, did you have like the brown paper? I would sometimes do that. Yes. And then I would draw. Yeah. I would draw on them a lot of artwork. Yeah. And then what about your locker? Well, no, I didn't do a lot in my locker. I didn't either. Yeah. I did draw like doodled all over my folders and like then people sitting around me in class would also add to it. And I drew on my backpack as well. Mm, I didn't draw on my backpack, but mine was black, so I couldn't really. And your shoes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the bottom parts of my Converse, the white parts. (laughs) Yeah. Would write on those, would write like quotes, and then my friends would write on them too. That's fun. Yeah. And people would sign my, you know, like I had like a Jansport backpack that had like the suede bottom. Yep. And people would sign that. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would put magazine cutouts of all my favorite football players, and I would put football cards in like the plastic liner of the Trapper Keepers. Okay. And I would change that as I got more Sports Illustrated magazines. I feel like I didn't really decorate my Trapper Keepers because I I would buy Trapper Keepers that I thought were cute, so I Uh, didn't want to cover them up. Mine were plain. It was like, it was green. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. It's time for show and tell. All right, who's coming up for show and tell this week? This week, it's Holly. So Holly was born in 1980, making her 42. Me too. (laughs) Me too, me too. (laughs) She does start out with, let me preface with this. I have multiple answers for a lot of these questions, so I had to go with the first thing that came into my head. I mean, it's all you can do. It's so hard. We're all in the same boat, Holly. So favorite 80s movie, The Goonies. Favorite 80s song, Borderline by Madonna. an episode coming up where we had to choose our favorite Madonna songs mm-hmm. and you know we normally do a top five with some HMs did those turn into top tens I feel I close feel like to it, it did yeah very close it was to so it. hard it was because I like all of her early stuff but I like a lot of her later stuff too it was yeah. really difficult it was and she put out a lot of music too yeah favorite 90s movie Untamed Heart Untamed oh, Heart that's a tough one that is with Christian Slater Marissa Tomei and Rosie Perez is there like a horse in it They work in a diner. He has a baboon heart. It's sad. It's a whole thing. Like the heart of a baboon? Yeah, if if I'm remembering it correctly. I haven't watched it since I was like a teenager. (laughs) I don't know that I've seen this one. I remember bawling my eyes out. (laughs) Favorite 90s song, Violet by Hole. She sent us a picture 
where you can see like can't remember if it's that she's wearing a whole shirt or she's got whole posters in her room okay but i remember seeing pole yeah favorite 80s tv show the golden girls such a good one favorite 90s tv show the fresh prince of bel-air favorite toy barbie my sister and i had a bunch of barbies and barbie accessories me too best. I also played with Barbies. They were my sisters. <laughs> I would blow them up with my G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, apparently, as seen since I found my Barbie bin, decapitate some of my Barbies and cut off all their hair. Cut off all their hair. You ruined them. I know. It's upsetting. That hair doesn't grow back. I, I Little Stacy. <laughs> the sad thing is that I think I did that like when I was a young teenager. Yeah. Because I still had my Barbies out and I was like, oh, I'm never going to play with these again. Right. So why not just let's be creative. Let's style them. I didn't do it to all of them at least. That's good. Favorite book as a child, The Babysitter's Club, Little Sister. Oh, I forgot about the Little Sister ones. I never read those, but I remember them. So it's like a whole line of the Babysitter's Club? I believe so. Hmm. Somebody's Little Sister, but I don't know. I don't remember who had a Little Sister. Do you know who wrote all of those? Was it one person? Anne M. Martin, I think. Anne M. Martin. Let me double check. Yep. I wonder how lucrative that series was. I mean, it was very popular. Yeah, I feel like everybody read those. And there was a TV show and a movie, and they made it now. You know, there was a Netflix reboot. Is she still alive? Let me see. Yes, she's 66 years old. Well, if we ever do guests, I would love to speak to her. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. All right, favorite game, Dr. Mario. When I was a teenager, my friends and I played this all the time on the original Nintendo. That was kind of like a Tetris Mario mix, right? I didn't play a lot of Dr. Mario. Yeah, I, didn't I don't remember it. it either. I mean, I remember the name, but I yeah. don't think I ever played it. I remember seeing, like, medicine on the front of it. I think it was kind of mm, Tetris-y. That makes sense. Oh, would you do it with, like, pills instead of Tetris? Yeah. right. Uh, it would be, like, red and blue. That does seem familiar. You have to, like, flip them to get them to line up, I think. Then it would be, like, a plus one. I, I forget. <sighs> Maybe one of my friends had that. We'll have to check it out. Favorite place in the mall? Hot Topic. <laughs> All right, memories. So we lived on a dead-end street. My sister, a neighborhood friend, and I would play in the woods at the end of our street. I do. Yeah, me too. We found an abandoned barn there once. Oh, wow. (laughs) Unfortunately, in the early 90s, these woods were bulldozed. Same happened for me. Mm -hmm. And a new housing development went up, but we'll always have the memories. We're still friends with the neighborhood friend, too. I love that. My woods did not get bulldozed. Mine did because, okay, you know, at the end of my street where it goes up a hill and there's more houses? Yeah. The street used to end right there. There was a cul-de-sac there and and it was just woods. It's still just woods up there. No, now they added that hill and added all those houses. Oh, and then, like, I mean, where yeah, did it there's end? still woods behind them, but you can't really get to them. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess you could if you walked off the end of the cul-de-sac okay. <laughs> and tumble into them. But before it was just, you know, it just ended. It was like our house, two houses, and then it ended. That was the end of the street yes. there. Oh, okay. Okay. But I gotcha. we used to go up in there and play. Ah, that was very close then. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Holly. That was good. Yes, thank you very much, Holly. You may go back to your seat now. You get a gold star. Take your toys with you, please. (laughs) So if you would like to be featured in our show and tell segment, you can DM us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod or email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. There is a very fun Facebook group, the Cozy Club fans of we don't want to grow up. You can help support the podcast by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And if you like our content, we'd really appreciate you giving us a five-star rating and a quick review 
It may be annoying that we ask this all the time, but those numbers do matter for us. So if you haven't done that, please just take a few moments of your time. And share about the podcast and our social media. If you have any friends or family that you think might enjoy it, spread the word. Let them know. All right, this week, what are we covering? Our movie this week is Jawbreaker. This one came to us in 1999, and boy, does it ooze 1999. It does. It was directed and written by Darren Stein, and I have to say that Darren, okay, months ago, I mean, probably half a year ago now. Yeah. I don't know. But I I used to draw a good bit. I haven't drawn in a long time where I would draw like certain characters as something else. Yeah. So I did like Fraggle Rock as the Breakfast Club and Jim and the Holograms as the girls from the craft, things like that. Yeah. In this instance, I did the Misfits, only the three, Pizzazz, Stormer, and Roxy as Courtney, Julie, and Foxy and Jawbreaker, basically the Jawbreaker cover. Right. And- I mean, whatever. It's just a fun little thing to do. But I shared it on our Instagram. And what's funny is I almost took it down because it didn't get a lot of... That was back when you couldn't hide like counts and stuff like that. And I cared a little more about all of that. And I felt silly because because it was something that I felt vulnerable about. I felt a little embarrassed and I was just like, oh. But it ended up doing much better. And Darren Stein saw it. I guess he saw the hashtag and shared it on his Instagram. I, I feel like I remember that. That's awesome that he did that. I know. I felt so proud. Well, it was fun for you to be able to express yourself, right? It's, yeah. But you're right. It's a vulnerable position to be in. I mean, that's so awesome that he that he shared it. Yeah. And like the Misfits, you know, people probably say Heather's is the original Mean Girls, but if you think about it, I would say the Misfits. That's right. Are the original Mean Girls. That's a good point. <laughs> So this film was inspired by the 1989 film, Heathers, which we actually just covered and in reality just recorded. Yeah, that's right. And you'll see that with the friend group of girls, the use of bright pastels and the accidental murder of one of its members. Yes. But then other than that, it's totally different. It is. Yes. And let me say that the murder, once again, as it did in Heathers, shocked me. I did not see that coming. In the words of Deborah in Empire Records, shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say this about it. Whatever they did from like either a makeup standpoint, I don't know if that was the actual actress or if that was like a dummy or something, but it looked so real. Like when they like moved her head her or whatever and yeah. they showed her face, mm-hmm. I was like, I really felt like that was legitimate. Yeah, it, it, they did a good job with that for they sure. Did. I know that they like when they were carrying her body around that that was actually her. Was because it? Because I have read a lot of things about some of the actresses complaining about <laughs> how hard it was and how tired they were. Yeah. But that she handled it all really well. I did notice when they laid her down once, her eyes were open. In this. Oh, I yeah, because you, like you commented on yeah. that, yeah. Which I never noticed that kind of thing in movies, but I, for some reason, saw it on this one. <laughs> so the cast, we have Rose McGowan as Courtney Shane and Rebecca Gayhart, the Noxema girl herself, as Julie Freeman. Julie Benz as Marcy Foxy Fox and Judy Greer as Fern Violet Mayo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chad Christ as Zach Tartak and Charlotte Ayana as Elizabeth Liz Purr. Ethan Erickson played Dane Sanders and Pam Greer played Detective Vera Cruz. And might I add, she crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pam Greer. 
Carol Kane was Principal Sherwood, and Marilyn Manson was the stranger. And he was in this because he was engaged to Rose McGowan at the time. Yeah. Tatiana Ali played Brenda, and William Catt played Mr. Purr. PJ Souls was Mrs. Purr, and Jeff Conaway was Mr. Fox. And then you had Sandy Martin as the nurse, who was actually, she played Charlie's mom in yes. It's Always Sunny it's in always Philadelphia. Sunny. Yeah. It's time for fun facts. Let's get into it. So executives at Columbia TriStar agreed to finance the film only if Darren Stein could cast Natalie Portman, Kate Winslet, or Rose McGowan. You had to have a 90s hit girl. Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook was originally cast as Julie, but she was eventually replaced by Rebecca Gayhart because I think she just had better chemistry with the other two Mm. actresses. She's a great casting for this. Yeah. And she auditioned for the roles of Fern and Foxy before she was selected for Julie. I would have loved to have seen the like nerdy version of Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, me too. I think she's probably too pretty to play Fern. That's what I'm saying. No, sh- no shade to Judy Greer. But... Yeah, yeah. So the costumes were designed by Vicki Barrett. The aesthetic was grease silhouettes with 80s colors and random hints of fetish gear. Yeah, the vinyl and stuff. Yeah. It's funny because we were talking about that, how it's like the style that they were wearing felt very like 50s, 60s, which is Greece. But then like the colors is what just makes it all pop, you Mm -hmm. know. And she worked with Mona May on Clueless and Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, which makes a lot of sense. Ah. And that's why Darren chose her is what I read. So the Imperial Teens, which is a music group, had a video for their song You Who, which is on the soundtrack and it's in the movie. Rose McGowan is in the video as Courtney, and she's like basically trying to torture them with a jawbreaker. Oh, she's torturing the band members. Yes. We'll have to check that out. I just watched it yesterday. Is it good? It was interesting. What outfit does she have on? It's different. It's not one that she wore in the movie, but oh, it's still okay. that style. I was picturing her in the, the prom outfit. Oh, I wish. No, they're at a house. Uh, okay. So this movie did not get good reviews from critics, mostly because they felt it ripped off Heathers. But it's like, I don't know that it's ripping it off. It was just, to me, inspired by. That's what he said. Oh, I read he? quotes from him. He actually, Darren commented on that in Perverting the Youth of America, the oral history of teen classic Jawbreaker. He said, quote, Heather screenwriter Daniel Waters thought that I was ripping him off. I was clearly inspired by it, yeah. like you said. But the only thing that's similar about the two films is that there are three high school bitches and murder. Heather's is really about Winona Ryder and Christian Slater's love story. And in this, you have a devious girl who's running the show. Right. They, they don't feel that similar. Right. I mean, obviously, they're of a similar vein because we chose to do the three movies, Heather's, yeah. Jawbreaker, and Mean Girls back to back to back because it's like Heather's was the 80s, Jawbreaker was the 90s, and Mean Girls was the early 2000s. And it felt, you know, like that's, of course, you can't help but think about the other movies when you're watching one of them. Absolutely. But I don't feel like it's a ripoff. Me either. At all. So Rose was nominated for the MTV Movie Award for Best Villain, but... She lost to Matt Dillon and Stephen Dorff, which I guess they tied for their roles as Pat Healy in There's Something About Mary for Matt and Deacon Frost and Blade for Stephen Dorff. Oh, so they shared the award? I guess so. Hmm. I would have given it to McGowan, personally. I mean, Deacon Frost is a good villain and I don't know, Pat Healy's okay, but... I mean, Courtney Shane, that's something else. Yeah, that's another level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And especially coming from MTV. Yeah. Like you would just think that that's more of an MTV kind of a movie. 
you know? Yeah, but I mean, Blade was humongous. That's true. So I, I get it. I mean, so is there something about Mary. That's Just true. Just different kinds of movies. Yep. So Darren Stein named the main character after Courtney Love and also styled her prom look after Courtney Love and the band Holes lived through this album, their cover. Yes, with the prom queen. Yeah. And she's got the smeared mascara and everything. Mm-hmm. It makes so much sense. Once they, I read that, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's perfect. Like it you is. think of like the end of that. Well, we'll talk about it later. Yes. Okay, so legendary horror actress PJ Souls played Liz Purr's mother. Souls is famous for playing Norma Watson in Carrie. Oh. And Linda Vanderclock in Halloween. Did she really? Yes. Wow. And Judy Greer was in the 2013 remake of Carrie and joined the Halloween franchise with Halloween in 2018 as Karen ah. Nelson. And, she, you know, she was the adult daughter of Laurie Strode. But then Liz Purr's father was also in Carrie. He played William Cat. Wow. I loved that. That's so much tie-in. It's obvious that Darren Stein was a fan of Carrie because not only, you know, did he cast people that were in Carrie, but Fern Maya was inspired by Sissy Spacek as Carrie. Okay. One of the most terrifying movies for me in my childhood. Right. So the actress who played Liz Purr, Charlotte Ayana, won Miss Teen USA in 93. So she really was a teen dream. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Also, she didn't have any lines in the movie except no. for where they open up the birthday card. Yeah. And she's like, I forget what she says. Like, what are you doing to me or something like that? Yep. And so, who even knows if that was her voice? I think it was. Was it? Okay. But I thought that was interesting. She must just not have been an actress. Yeah. But they liked her look. So I actually commented on this, that the high school looked familiar mm-hmm. when we were watching it. So the scenes at the fictional Reagan High School were actually shot at University High School in West Los Angeles and Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks. And University High School was used in My So-Called Life. Was it? Makes so much sense now. Yes, it does. And Lizzie McGuire. Wow. Okay. Probably a bunch of other stuff, too. (laughs) So the scene where Courtney threatens Violet in the bathroom is, is a reference to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Courtney and Dr. Frankenfurter both used the line, I made you. And I can break you just as easily to threaten their creations. I thought that was fun. Yeah. A lot of these movies are made into musicals. It's so funny to me. Um, Darren Stein made Jawbreaker into a musical that had a short-lived run in L.A. And there were talks to do a TV show in 2017, but it's never made it out of development. Ah. I'd like to see a Jawbreaker TV show. I'd watch that. So pop singer Connie Francis sued Universal Music Group and the producers of Jawbreaker for using her song during the sexy scene with Rose McGowan and Ethan Erickson. (laughs) Francis said the situation caused her emotional distress and violated her moral rights. Obviously, it didn't work because they didn't take it out. Yeah, so I I mean, they have to get permission to use a song, but I wonder if it's like they didn't didn't inform her. What the scene would be? Yeah. I'm not sure. But that was interesting because when we did Heather's, we found that Doris Day Mm -hmm. was upset that they used her song in a movie that had like so much profanity. Exactly. Yeah. The older generation just not not with it. They're not about those curse words. (laughs) Filthy language. Filthy language and immoral acts. So immoral. So (laughs) crass. Uh, This I thought was fun. Their prom was at the same filming location as the prom in the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I have never watched that movie. (gasps) We need to watch it. Okay. I'm down. 
Luke Perry. I, I was there in the theaters for that because of Luke Perry. Were you? Yes. I mean, it came out in 1992. Right. You know, it was the height of 90210 popularity. Yeah. And I was, I had my I Heart, I Heart Dylan pillow, which I found at my mom's attic recently. <laughs> I was there for that. I just watched like the 10 things you didn't know about Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Oh, really? Yeah, on YouTube, like Minty. And one of the call outs for him was how Luke Perry's just like jammed into everything for advertising of that movie. Like they were really capitalizing on Luke Perry's stardom for that movie. I think it worked. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it didn't make that much money. It wasn't like a commercial flop or anything, but it, I mean, it wasn't humongous. Right, but I probably wouldn't have gone to see that in a theater if it exactly. wasn't for him. I mean, right. I was also 12 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and my sister definitely wouldn't have gone because she was terrified of vampires, yeah. but she went because of Luke Perry. Because of Luke Perry mm-hmm. being in it? That's yep. great. She was a lot older than me. So, yeah. You know, I think it was funny because I think it scared her more than it scared me. <laughs> you also had uh, David Arquette. I just see him outside of Luke's window. Pike. Oh, was he in there too? In. Yeah. Who else was? Oh, Pee Wee Herman was in that movie as well, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Paul Rubin. Paul Rubin. He has one of like my favorite death scenes in the world. He's like, ah. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. See, you haven't seen it, but you still know that. I've seen clips. Yeah. I want to go watch it right now. Maybe we'll cover it for <laughs> Halloween season. Or half Halloween. Huh? Or half Halloween. Oh, that's right. Which is actually coming up. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Favorite moments. Who's going to go first? Uh, you go first. It's okay. All right. My first favorite moment, the opening sequence where they show you how a jawbreaker is made. First of all, it's got the song Volcano Girls playing by Veruca Salt. Which Veruca Salt is one of my all-time favorite band names. Not my all-time favorite bands. Okay. I, I do like some of their songs. I read that as bands, and I was yes. like, what? I didn't know that about you. I just love that band name. Yeah. I've always loved it. Well, but I, Veruca Salt. Yes. I just think it's like, it, it's Willy such Wonka. a great callback. Yeah. Yeah. But I also love the show How It's Made. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and this whole sequence was great for me. Also, I noticed I watched this a second time, too. And during the opening, I love how they, you know, they're showing in between the scenes of the jawbreakers being made. They're showing pictures of all the girls and stuff like that. And there's also like magazine cutouts. And Mm -hmm. you can tell where they've actually cut around like certain words and things like that, which, you know, definitely spoke to my 90s teen heart because I had that stuff everywhere all over my bedroom walls. And my folders and scrapbooks and all of that. So it looked legit. It was a good call. And my first favorite moment, (laughs) after the girls realize that Liz is dead and they're in the car and she's like bumping around in the trunk Mm -hmm. and they're freaking out. And Courtney says, Liz is dead. Do you have any idea what that means? And Foxy says, you were shooing for prom queen? (laughs) You're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Your friend is dead. (laughs) I mean, she's obviously disturbed by it, but she I think she's thinking of what Courtney's thinking. Right. And she's like. The queen bee now. Right. Like, this is good for you. Right. All right. My second favorite moment, Courtney's comeuppance at the prom. I just love the whole scene with everybody yelling at her. It's in slow motion. And the look on her face when she's like pulling her hair and skin back and like her eyes are all pulled back and how distraught and messed up she looks there is fantastic. It is. And I just love that whole ending sequence. 
Well, I will go ahead and tack right onto that for my next favorite moment in the prom scene. As Courtney's being exposed, you know, she's one prom queen and they've played they've played the card over the speakers that mm-hmm. said I killed this. I killed the teen dream. Deal with it. <laughs> what? Deal with it. She's freaking out and then she sees Julie who blows her a kiss and mouths eat. <laughs> and uh, Courtney's just being pelted with the corsages as yep. she's walking through. And then Julie takes a picture of her with the Polaroid camera. Yep. And she's like, Julie. This <laughs> <laughs> is the best. Very dramatic. I also read that, you know, at the prom that Rose McGowan saw Rebecca Gayhart in her prom get up and she had like this whole floral deal going on in her hair and yeah. she went straight back to I don't know hair and makeup costuming whoever and said they needed to do something more with her hair because she didn't have anything going on really and so that's when they added the that whole, whole headpiece silver thing. thing yeah that headpiece was awesome I know I mean good <laughs> honor because yeah. that is for you know <laughs> lack of a better word iconic yes it is <laughs> <laughs> so on the Courtney jealousy front Courtney getting really angry when Fern rolls up in her Corvette because it's taking all of the attention off of her. But I just love, I love that whole sequence. Fern's like on her hood and then everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But then Courtney brings her into the bathroom and not only slams her up against the wall once, she slams her up against the wall twice. Yes, It looks does. violent. It does. I love that whole sequence. I also read that Rose didn't know that Judy was going to blow smoke in her face. Yeah. And she didn't like it. And so when she takes the cigarette and throws it, that that was improvised because she was pissed. <laughs> okay. My third favorite moment it's a bunch of moments, but it's all the walks down the hallway. Slow motion fierceness. Yes. Mean Girls definitely has a nod to this moment, you know, for sure. And we talked about the fashion earlier, but all of it is just eye candy. Mm-hmm. It's so colorful and it's obviously fitting considering the name of the movie. <laughs> I wonder who was the first to do that because, I mean, the craft did it, right? What, the slow-mo walk? The slow-mo walk down the hall, like the dramatic girls are owning this yes. walk down the hall scene. They did do it, yeah. I just, I don't know if that well, was the first one. or through the quad. Yeah. I don't know who did the original slow-mo walk. We'll have to keep going back in time and and see when we notice it. Right now, it's the craft. That's right. Because I don't know if Heather's really had... I mean, obviously, like, they're all walking together and stuff, but I don't know. Was it slow-mo, though? The three of them, I believe, do a... I can't remember if it's slow-mo or not at the beginning when they're playing croquet. Yeah, but this has to be, like, at school. Oh, yeah. Down a hallway or, like, through a space where you're just owning it. Yeah. We'll find out. If anybody can think of one that happened earlier, let us know. Yeah, if you know, let us know. If not, we'll keep watching. (laughs) Let me tell you, though, I'll eat it up with a spoon every time. I love it. Yeah. All right. It's time for our HMs. Honorable mentions, if it's your first listen, because we can never narrow it down. So we always just add on. Instead of saying we have six favorite moments, (laughs) here's some honorable mentions. My first one. I loved seeing the Donnas as... The prom band. Yes. I was thinking, like, we need to mention the Donnas. Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite style of music, but just hearing the Donnas play and sing anything brings me back to that time period, you know? Yeah. But it was it was really cool to see them on stage and hear them playing. I saw the Donnas open for Maroon 5. Did you? I did. How were they? Great. Yeah? Yeah, it was a good time. It was a bit later. I believe it was, it was early 2000s. 
because I was, well, I moved to Orlando in 2002. I would yeah. say it was probably like 2004 okay. or so. I was in the front row center. Really? Sick as a dog, too. Oh, no. But I was there because I wasn't going to have front row tickets to see Adam Levine and not go because I had a stomach bug. So you shared that. I did. With everyone. And probably him because I was really close to him. Were you? Yeah. That close. It's it's actually shameful to say now in the COVID days yes. that I went somewhere with a fever. I had a puke bucket with me in the car. Luckily, I did not get sick while I was there. Got sick on the way home. And it was not from drinking alcohol or anything like that. Like I got sick while I was at work. <laughs> And I just kept thinking I would get better. I was like trying to be like positive yeah. about it. And I remember that my best friend was my roommate too. And she she dried my hair for me because I was too weak to do it. <laughs> and I have a lot of hair, so it takes yeah. a lot of time. It was a whole thing. Shame. But, Shame. I mean, it is it's shameful. I hope nobody got sick around me, but it was also an amazing show. Well, at least you got to experience it and you shared the love. <laughs> At least I was in the front row, so there weren't a lot of people in front of me. That's true. You know, maybe a security guard. And I mean, the bands were at, at least five to seven feet away from me. Maybe oh, that's 10 fine. Feet. Then you didn't get them sick then. <laughs> they were probably 10 feet away. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so my first HM, Firm's makeover and the reveal yeah. as Violet. I love a good makeover montage. And it was great. And you had Courtney there kind of dictating the whole thing. Right. And the first time that she walks down the hall with Courtney and Foxy. Is a moment, you know. And that name, too, just Violet. That's right. Great name. It's also ironic that Rose is saying, you know, who wants to be a plant? You know, you want to be a flower, but you don't want to be a rose, which is funny because her name is Rose. (laughs) That is funny. I I didn't think about that. (laughs) All right. My next HM, the moment when Fern just looks so surprised that her phone is ringing in her bedroom. She's like, she doesn't quite know, like, why is somebody calling me? And it's just like, oh. It's because she didn't have any friends. She didn't really. have any friends. Yeah, nobody would call her. Oh, thought that was a sweet but tiny moment. Yeah, it was very subtle, and yeah. I wonder if everyone like caught that. You know? I don't know. I like it. I don't think I caught it when I used to watch it early days. Well, I'm very sensitive. You are. <laughs> I mean, I I noticed it this time too, though. So. You did. Okay. But I feel like when we watch for the podcast, we pay attention a lot more. We do. So. Okay, my next HM, I also, even though it's it's not a nice moment, I love when Fern shows up at school and there are posters where she is being exposed as Fern, I should say. Yeah. Violet shows up at school. Right. And there are posters everywhere, even on the ground, like glued. It looks like it's glued yeah. to the ground. Thousands of the of steps. Posters. Going up to the school, all over the school, all inside the hallways of who Violet really is. Mm-hmm. And I think she passes out, right? And hits her head. She does. Yeah. Poor Violet. Poor Violet. Poor Fern. But it was a big moment and a ballsy move by Courtney considering Fern knew what they did. That's right. All right. My last HM. This is very small, but I love the trees on Julie's street, like where her house is. (laughs) They're amazing. I was looking all over the internet today to try to figure out where that filming location was. I could not find it. So I have no clue. If anybody knows where that was filmed, I would love to just know so I can go on Google Streets and look at the trees. <laughs> I love that. And we go out there. We go ride down that street. Yes. I want to ride down that street in a convertible and experience it. Well, I feel like there are a lot of streets that look like that out there. I, I mean, I know when I was there many times going down the road, I would notice the way that the streets were lined with these trees. Okay. Whether it's palm trees or different kinds of trees. Well, these trees in particular, like I like palm trees, yeah. but I wouldn't have noticed palm trees. Right. 
These were like exquisite trees, but <laughs> hundreds of them. Right. It's impressive. I like that. Once again, <laughs> you never fail. I mean, with Heather's, it was the golden cobras on the fireplace. <laughs> you make me so happy. I want those golden cobras. I love that you notice those just little details. Oh, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> and my final HM, when Foxy is having dinner with her dad, and he's talking to her. He's basically saying that she's a follower. He's trying to be like, what happened to my little girl? He's like, remember the Tiffany concert? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he starts singing, I think we're alone now. <laughs> and she is so embarrassed and so annoyed. But <laughs> I just, as a girl who was a teenager in the late 90s and an 80s kid who loved Tiffany, that was amazing. Yeah. You can't help but smile. No, you can't. <laughs> Okay, well, since this movie came out in 1999, we chose some songs from 99. It was really difficult. It was difficult. Like this morning, I went down a rabbit hole and it was a fun rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, I, you know how uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you know that I'll make these memes full of gifts, right? right? Where it's snippets from music videos and they'll all be from one year. And I will say, tell me your five favorite songs from 1999. Well, I, what about blah, blah, blah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always very quick to add if the song that you would like is not shown here. Feel free to write it in. Yeah. Because there's only space for 20. And that's a lot of songs right there. But I mean, 1999, if you go and look up songs from 99, there are so many songs Hits. that were huge. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, of course, like I picked Live in La Vida Loca over like a more obscure song that was cooler. Right. You know, I usually pick top 40 hits because that's where you're going to please the most people. But you're always going to have somebody coming in from the peanut gallery telling you that you're wrong. Where's insert name yes. here where it's like, okay, you didn't read the caption. Right. Because it says, write it in. Yeah. It's very frustrating to yeah. me. And I've mentioned it before, but if you missed where I mentioned it, just take note if you're one of those people that would ever say like, oh, I can't believe you left off this. It's upsetting to me. I will add this though. It is just a thing because I know. I'm heavy on the TikToks, right? And I saw somebody do something similar. <laughs> heavy on the TikToks. <laughs> I saw somebody do a similar post mm -hmm. on TikTok. The second comment, same thing. Where's blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know it's just a thing people do. Yeah. Also, like when people will say none, none of these laughy face, like I'm making fun of you at yeah. your music choices. I'm being an elitist about music. And I'm just like, where's your selections? We would love to hear. And that's what picks. I try to say. But like this with last time, yeah, with peace and love this last time, I will say, and I, I'm sorry, I'm calling you out if it was you, but I'm going to say it. You're saying it to me? You're no, calling me out? No, not you. <laughs> One of our followers, but they told me that baby one more time by Britney Spears, is not here, and it should be. Oh, and that's right. You got very upset about this. I double-checked just to make sure. Because it was a 99 post, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. I did have Britney Spears' You Drive Me Crazy as an option. Baby One More Time came out in 1998. Yes. And so I said to this person, Baby One More Time came out in 1998, which is why it's not here. And that person responded to me, November 98. Uh, Close enough, I guess. Come see, come saw, yeah. is what they said. And I was just like, mm, <laughs> still 98. Does it still say 98? <laughs> yeah. Because it does. And so that's why it's not on here. Because if I put it on here, do you know how many people I would get that would say, that song came out in 98? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, like, you can't win, my love. You cannot I know, win. but it bothers me because it's like, for some reason, that argument was necessary. Even though they were wrong, they still somehow thought they were right. Right. Just because it came out at the end of 98 and it was popular in 99. I'm not saying it wasn't popular right. in 99. Right. 
But if I did that, I could put any song in any year, you know? Right. Like why? I don't understand why people's immediate reaction. Well, not everyone. A certain type of person, their mm-hmm. immediate reaction is to criticize or ask like why something else isn't there. It's like, why can't you just participate yeah. and have fun? That's it. It's The point of it is to give you something fun to do, Yeah. to go and look at the list. And if you don't like any of these, go look Add up, yours. go yeah. to Google, type in songs from 99. And make your list. It's right, that's meant the to point be fun. of it. Right. It's like, let's all together say what music we loved from this time period. Right. Yeah. Or like if I make a this or that from a year and, you know, I can't go on and on forever. A million movies were made in yeah. 1991 right. or whatever. And like if I miss a movie that, yeah, it was a big hit and yeah, a lot of people like it or yeah, you like it. But you go and then say like, how dare you leave this yeah. off? And right. I'm just like, mm. I worked hard on this. Yeah, those take a lot of work. They those do. in particular, I feel, take you a very long time they to do. make. It's just disheartening when people is. do that. Is it too aggressive for me to then just get like, I'll go and like copy the eight words that you've written <gasps> Maybe you should. right, and just paste that under and be like, did you miss the caption? Paste. I will say that I have seen some of my people, yeah. people that I think are listeners, some people are maybe Patreon members, people sure. that really care and like love us will comment if they see someone say that. Oh, okay. And good. they'll say, she clearly said in the caption <laughs> yeah, to write clearly. in, you know. <laughs> and it's not like it's an 800 word caption. Right. You know, it's like so 20. many people don't read captions, yeah. I've noticed. Which I get, sure. you know, I don't always read captions as well. But before I post, I sure do. That's my thing. If you don't want to read a caption, that's fine. I don't always either. But if yeah. I'm going to make a comment, I better make Criticizing. sure. Yeah. If I'm going to make a critical comment, yeah. I should probably make sure what this person has said before I say anything. Right. I don't typically make critical comments anyway. But if I were going to do that, that's what I would do. Yeah. Also, just a reminder, though, that like we're two people in this world. We have our own experiences. We have our own likes and dislikes. We have things we never watched as kids growing up and we are not privy to at all that other people loved. Yeah, it was their thing. Right. And I might never have even heard of it. Exactly. Or we might love something that you hate. Yeah. And you know what, though? That's okay, right? Like, this is our show. This is our social media. And so I just want people to remember that if you hate something that we love or you can't believe that we don't know about fill in the blank, just be kind. Yes, that's all we're looking for. Yeah, like there's no need to berate somebody or make them feel bad for not knowing something. Or Or like jibe, like, you know, it's not really a great place when somebody spent time and effort making some kind of a post, right? Right. Where you then immediately either criticize or make fun of it. It's not fun. It's not fun. And I don't I don't like it. No. So it's just meant to be a happy place. And so just know that like we want to make friends with people. We want to engage with our listeners and our followers. And this is such a cool community. In a positive manner. A po- yeah. But but if it's not in a positive way and, and if we feel like somebody's crossing a line, then we will block Shut you. Shut it down, block you. <laughs> or yeah. not engage with you anymore. Yeah. And that's just how it has to be because we have to protect ourselves. And, yeah. you know, if it's not fun anymore, then we're not going to do it anymore. Don't you know? threaten the audience like that. <laughs> How dare you? I'm not. It's just no, I know we've encountered saying. some things like that, that that do make it not fun. And I don't know if those people realize they're making it not fun. Yes. I, I feel like people may not be aware of that, but hopefully they become aware of that. Yeah. The internet is a strange place and it people is. seem to just think they can say anything that comes to their mind. Yeah. But I try to just remember what it would be like if you were face to face with someone. Yes. Treat it just like that. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's get to these songs. These songs were actually good songs. <laughs> let's hear your first song from okay. 1999. This one, actually, you'd probably make fun of me for if you didn't like boy bands. But I chose Back Here by B.B. Mack. Until you're back here, baby. Miss you, want you, this group is from Liverpool. I don't know Are if they? you knew that. Yeah. Well, I've never heard of Beating Mac. Oh, really? So, yeah, I don't know that they're from Liverpool. Oh, well, they are. And they just, you know, they're not like, I mean, they play instruments and stuff, but there's three of them. Okay. And I've seen them in concert a lot. They used to open for NSYNC. Oh, But okay. I also saw them like when I lived in LA and stuff. Did you? Yeah. They were cutie patooties and they just had like nice little pops. Butts? I thought you were about to say butts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your mouth looked like you were about to say butts. <laughs> I was going to say butts. pop, like pop. Oh, okay. Pop, poppy, upbeat Okay, that songs, makes more sense. Good ballads. <laughs> <laughs> Probably nice butts too, but I don't know if I paid attention. I'm anyway. sure you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Never. All right, my first one. Well, actually, I was going to call this out. Okay. What I'd first selected was Doo-Wop, That Thing by Lauren Hill, but yeah. I'm pretty sure... We've mentioned that previously and we couldn't find it, but I didn't want to do a duplicate. I know. I love that song so much, though, but I do feel like we've mentioned it before. I feel like we have. So. But if we haven't, we love it. Yes, that we do. Thing, that thing. So good. Okay. So I picked Can't Change Me by Chris Cornell. I was extremely upset when Soundgarden broke up. Yeah. But, you know, he released a solo album and there was actually quite a few good tracks on there. Mm -hmm. And this is one of my favorites from that album. My second song is Everything You Want by Vertical Horizon. Which I don't know... If they did much after that album, they had another song that I really liked too. This actually, okay, so when I was in LA visiting my friend Kimberly, this was before I moved there, we tried to do a lot of, you know, she just wanted me to have fun and I think was trying to woo me into yeah. moving out there and everything. Right. So we did a lot of fun stuff and we, in this instance, we were at an award show. I think we're at the VH1 Awards, I think. Yeah. One of those awards. I don't know. But Vertical Horizon and the Verve Pipe were performing on this little stage outside of the venue, but it was like, if you could get in there, you had a perfect view of the red carpet. Oh, really? Yes. So we went really just because, I mean, like we knew all of those bands, like most popular song that was on the radio, but we weren't there for that. We were there because we wanted to see who was on the red carpet. So we got our bracelets and went in and then we just stood over by the barricade <laughs> and watched <laughs> the people coming in for the red carpet. Was it fun? It was so much fun. I mean, yeah. that's where I feel like, I don't know if I've talked about this on here before, so I'm sorry if it's a repeater. But like Jason Momoa in his Baywatch Hawaii days and Dave Matthews Band, NSYNC, Britney, Metallica. I mean, so many people were there that night that I got to see with my own two eyes. Yeah, that is a unique experience. Not a lot of people get to do that red carpet thing. Mm -hmm. It was an interesting experience yeah, for sure. That's cool. Yeah, but we weren't like right on it. Sure. You know, but we were just off where you could. You could I still have, see it. I have pictures where it's like far away. But you can, like, just see their little heads. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting night. That's fun. All right, my second song from Silverchair, Anna's Song. Open fire, on the knees, deep, down, down, 
I've talked about it before, I love Silverchair. This was their third album, I believe, Neon Ballroom. So the music had started to change a little bit. It wasn't quite as grungy as their first album, but I really enjoyed this song in particular. And I think it deals with the lead singer's battle with anorexia. That's why it's Anna. Oh. Anna wrecks your life. (gasps) I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. It's good, though. All right. Is that it? That is it for Jawbreaker. Sorry for the little rant. I think I just needed to get that off my chest. You did. And it's good. Listen, this is, you know, our venue to talk to people, you know. Right. So it's a good method. Yes. And I understand, too. There are a lot of people that are on social media that follow us that do not listen to the podcast. So they don't they don't understand that there are people behind all the nostalgia that's I mean, of course, they know someone's there, but they they don't understand there's like a heart there. There's like a a reason that we're there doing all of that. Yeah. And they don't understand like the the mantra behind we don't want to grow up. They don't understand like the cozy club and how we just want everything to feel good and to be an escape from all the crappy things going on in the world. Yeah. You know, so it's not a place to come in and be a D-hay. Right. Like, don't come in and be a jerk. It's just supposed to be fun. So that's all. It's just a reminder that we're here for the good stuff. We are. And we enjoy everybody that participates with us. Yes. And we're very willing to work through issues that happen. <laughs> yeah. And if not, we just block you. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> it's a button. But, you know, I mean, there are far more people that are wonderful. Absolutely. And understand what we're doing here. Yeah. And appreciate it than there are that come in and just need to say something negative. But right. Well, thank you to everybody you. for listening. Yes. Thank and you. participating. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.